Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Are you ready, kids? Get your parents' permission, check your mailbox, and grab your shopping cart. It's time for the Adventures in Collecting podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Dave. Welcome Welcome to Adventures Adventures in Collecting, Collecting, where we talk toy news, culture, and hauls, along with our journeys as collectors. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Hey, we're back, Dave. We we are indeed. Uh, we're we're in. We're back. Yeah, and we are no longer alone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Uh, we we we, uh, we we took a break from having guests on for uh, all of one episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and we're back to having uh, not not only just a guest but a returning guest. And uh, yes. it's. You know, we're we're nearing uh we're nearing the release of a of a special uh a special film that's coming out. Uh and uh you know this is uh this is definitely going to be a uh, a turtle rific uh episode, I think I think we could say, right? So mm-hmm. uh Yeah, I think it will be filled with much mayhem. Yeah, very good. Very good. So, uh, of course, when it comes to the uh, the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and pop cultural significance, uh, Playmates was was practically there from the beginning. Uh, it's only appropriate that they help usher in this latest incarnation as Mutant Mayhem heads into theaters uh, just this August. So joining us this week on the show is returning guest and VP of Marketing at Playmates, Pat Linden. Pat, welcome back to Adventures in Collecting. Oh, thanks a lot, and thanks for having me. Uh, very exciting times that Playmates, especially with the uh, upcoming launch of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, which will be in theaters on August second. Get that plug in, and I think everybody's uh, very much looking forward to to the movie. Absolutely, and you know, we, yeah, we, we've been saying I, we it are for, for sure, yeah, definitely, and we've been saying it for years, and it feels like it's it's it only becomes more and more true. Each each year we've been doing this podcast, it's never been a better time to be a fan of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like it, that that statement just keeps getting more and more true as as we <laughs> as we go on with the show. But before we jump into the turtles themselves, just uh, if you if you could, Pat, remind our listeners how long have you been at Playmates and uh, and what are you actually responsible for there? Yeah, so I've been at Playmates for twenty four years. Uh, so I've been there for a while. Um, obviously, wasn't there for the original launch of Turtles back in the late 80s and 90s, but have been there since, uh, obviously, 1998. So saw the 4Kids era, as I like to call it, uh, with Ninja Turtles when 4Kids was working directly with the co-creator Peter Laird and the Mirage Group. Um, and you know, been there since 2003. Obviously, was there when Nickelodeon purchased the IP, I believe, in 2011, and then relaunched with the TV show in 2012, and obviously there for the rise of, and now for Teenage Mutant 
Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is very exciting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were very lucky to be among some of the first people to see the new figures um, at their reveal in New York earlier this year. And uh, the energy was, it was high energy. It was buzzing. Um, How has it been watching fans react to the new designs? No, it's been great. And obviously, I follow social media quite regularly. And, you know, in New York, yeah, we were able to unveil the Turtles. And then just a couple weeks ago with the release of the second trailer, and uh, that trailer featured the mutants. And so since then, we've unveiled the, uh, the mutant characters in the form of action figures as well. And I think for the most part, the response has been very, very good. Uh, I see a lot of positive responses. Yeah, you're always going to have your negative Nellies out there, as I call them, that will talk down this or that. But for the most part, I think the Ninja Turtle fans are very excited for Mutant Mayhem. And uh, we are, too, as a company. Yeah, I mean, I'm just speaking as somebody who's, you know, a parent of a soon to be eight year old, uh, you know, she's enjoyed the kind of turtles by proxy, you know, through, through me and through, you know, her uncle, uh, yeah, through mm-hmm. both our, our kind of older toys and some of the reissues that, that have come out. And, you know, of course, like the old media, but it's been great seeing her, how viscerally she's reacted to these new turtles. Like, it's like, these are turtles for her generation. No, I agree. And, you know, some of the comments I see are that, yeah, you know what, this Ryza, or not Ryza, but uh, Mutant Mayhem definitely does pay somewhat homage to the original series in terms of look and style of the Turtles. Uh, you know, you have the brickwork, you have the the sewer elements, the sewer lid cover, you know, all those elements. And then the characters themselves. I mean, uh, they are bringing back a lot of the classic characters that were huge back in the 80s and 90s that, you know, obviously Seth Rogen and the Point Grey team have reimagined to put their own unique look and spin on them. But, you know, those are characters that are beloved by that original audience back in the 80s and 90s and will be loved by the new audience in, you know, 2023 and 24. And it was it was really cool to seeing like the the art style from that trailer because really you know when we first saw those those figures we had less than a day of of having seen the trailer and being able to take it in and really just seeing how well it translates to to that toy form it's it's really cool to kind of see this new style in toys but still have that that same feel of like what we know and what you know, people who have just like my niece who have seen the the old material be like this. It's still familiar to everybody, but it's its own thing. It's very still, you know, a new kind of different fun energy around it. Yeah, I think Nickelodeon and, you know, specifically Point Grey, Seth Rogen and the team have done a really good job of, you know, making these figures look unique, you know, for today, but at the same time, uh, you know, kind of has that tingle, I guess, as I would call it, of the look of the turtles back in the 80s and 90s as well. So, you know, we've seen turtles from from all forms of media now translated into toys over the years. Uh, what was different uh, and or maybe challenging 
about taking this incarnation of the turtles and turning them into toys? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the challenges was that obviously the turtles this time around are teenagers and, you know, they look like they're teenagers as well. Uh, they don't have bulging muscles. You know, they, they look kind of skinny, mm -hmm. except for maybe Raph. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, when it comes to action figures and Ninja Turtles, you know, we didn't want to produce really, really skinny action figures because a, you know, these are definitely for kids and, and then in the kid's mind, the Ninja Turtles are heroic and to have that heroic look, you know, I think we did, we did bulk them up a little bit and, uh, Nickelodeon did give us the liberty to do that. But at the same time, you know, we wanted to retain kind of that teenage look too. So obviously we didn't go overboard and I think we've struck strike a pretty good balance of them still looking like they do in the movie, that teenage look, but at the same time, making them look a little more heroic uh, with, you know, more musculature and, you know, giving them the ability to, to kick butt. I, you know, I thought it was really clever too, that they're all on different bodies. Like, cause I, you know, I think of, you mm -hmm. know, historically think of the turtles, you know, as being like four figures that are just kind of painted a little bit differently. You know, sometimes Raph gets like a little more of like a, you know, beat up treatment, but, uh, yeah. you know, I opening them and, and having them all in hand. Cause again, back when we, we first got to see them in New York, I, I, we only handled like one or two of them just because of the way that they were all staged. We didn't want to mess up with the whole display. But once I was actually shooting them and, and, uh, you know, and, and reviewing them, I realized I was like, oh, these are four distinctly different bodies, like all heights, kind of, you know, uh, broadness, like it, it, really clever, really, really clever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look at when we did the turtles back in the 80s and 90s, it was, you know, we tooled up one body and, and four different heads. Right. Mm -hmm. And you had the belt buckles that distinguished which turtle was what, as well as the expression on their face. My how, my how times have changed. I mean, yeah, like you said, each of these four turtles are uniquely sculpted. And, you know, the look of the turtle kind of takes on the personality of that turtle as well. Raphael, obviously, he's the, the tough one, right? He's the one that always is looking for a fight. So he is a, a bit larger, a bit more muscular than the other three. And then you have Donatello. He's the, the smart one. So he has the glasses um, and he's probably the skinniest of them, but at the same time, you know, he still has those ninja skills and can kick butt as well. Then you have Michelangelo Well, he's the short one and, uh, you know, they made him look unique because his head shapes quite a bit different than the other three. Yep. And, uh, you know, it just all works. It all came together. And then obviously you have Leonardo and he's the leader and he kind of has that look in terms of body proportion and, uh, you know, his head shape and his expression as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things where if if you were a kid and I mean, this is I'm going out on a limb. Right. But like if if a kid has never had a single touch point with the Ninja Turtles ever, like like going in completely, completely blind. If they picked up these four figures, I think that is immediately like, oh, this is the silly one because he's short. Mm -hmm. This is the you know nerdy one because he's got the glasses and he's got the phone in his in his fanny pack. And then you know you got the burly one. And then Leo is literally like he's the you know the the, the hero character. He's the first one that you pick because he's got the two swords. He's got the expression. Right. He's got the build that like 
He's got like the perfect, you know, air quote, perfect like hero build. It's just I, I that that attention to detail on a ten dollar kids toy is one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like this is how you toe the line between an action figure it's for a kid but like an adult can also appreciate because it's it it's it really does toe that line very well so i, I was really impressed well thank you no i look at i mean again kudos to nickelodeon and uh and the team at point gray for you know the designs for the turtles because uh you know personally and my may have a biased opinion here but i think they nailed it in terms of the look of the characters and, you know, like we just talked about, bringing out the personality of those characters just in the look. You know, even if you didn't know anything about the Turtles, like you just said, Eric, you could probably have a pretty good idea of what their personalities are like just based on their appearance alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, the Turtles line has um, a long history of working with some incredible designers and sculptors. What was it like working with Phil Ramirez on the Mutant Mayhem figures? No, look at it. Working with Phil was great. I mean, obviously, he's been a sculptor for a long, long time, and he worked on some of the very original Ninja Turtles when he was at Varner Studios. So, you know, when we were looking for sculptors and, you know, again, you know, nothing against Varner either. He was did a very, very good job and still does great work today. Um, but you know, we, he, I know he was working on other projects, uh, specifically our Star War, Star, Star Trek line, sorry, uh, as well. And um, and you know, we knew Phil was out there. You know, found out that he was working on his own, and to be able to work with Phil was great. He, I think he did a great job, and uh, you know, I think he put his heart and soul into it as well because I think Turtles holds a special place in his heart too. Because, you know what, yeah, he did work on the original line, and uh, obviously that was successful. And because he worked on that, you know, I think it was a challenge to him, too, in terms of, oh, okay, I worked on this originally. How, how do I make this better? How do I, you know, uh, one-up myself, I guess, in terms of, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And I think he did a fabulous job. So sticking with design, um, can you walk us a little bit through of the creative process of like how the you know the, the new turtles get created, you know, from from screen to to toy? Uh sure, sure. So really, I mean, it all starts with Nickelodeon and getting those that original character art from them, not only of the four turtles but all the other characters as well. And you know, look at what. You know, nothing's ever final, especially the process starts very, very early on. So even though we receive character art from them, you know, we know in the back of our minds it's probably going to change on their end as well. And, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, the Turtles are teenagers, so uh, they have that teenage body. You know, it's skinny. It's not developed. Uh, Their muscles aren't there yet. And at the same time, you know, from a toy standpoint and who this is targeting a kid, you know, we want the turtles to look heroic and look like they can kick butt. So, you know, obviously we go back and forth with Nickelodeon in terms of, okay, well, what if we make, you know, them a little more muscular and, you know, it's that back and forth in terms of, nope, uh, that's probably a little too muscular, muscular. And, you know, then they'll push back and then we'll push back. So it's a little bit of back and forth, but at the same time, you know, I think, both companies know what the ultimate goal here is. And, um, you know, it's to create a great action figure that's going to appeal to kids 
and the collectors and those kids and collectors have to think that the turtles look heroic. So yeah, there's a bit of back and forth, but at the same time, you know, and it's great to get everybody's opinion too, because the more back and forth you go, I think it just leads to a more perfect action figure, a more perfect look for an action figure for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and it's really one of the other things too that kind of jumped at me from these figures. Now, you know, just kind of thinking about them, you know, and and the process as well. The the art style has that kind of very frenetic, almost like comic book to life, you know, where it looks like mm-hmm. a, a moving comic book. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because some of the like the lines on the figures are a little rough, like like even like the the you know, outlines of the eyes and the mouth, like they have that kind of, you know, jagged fill to them. They're not as, you know, they're not like perfectly clean. And, right. you know, I, I think it's, it's a clever way to kind of bring that very 2D looking art style to, you know, a 3D figure. No, definitely. And, you know, that's where Phil comes in and did a great job because look at, I mean, these figures have facets in them. It, they have facets in their heads and their body and, you know, being able to capture that look and then when you decorate the figures too making sure that the decoration is on the lines that are integral to the sculpt it's uh you know it's a process and obviously it takes somebody with great skill like phil has to be able to sculpt these and really bring them to life and make them appear like they do in the movie with that unique look and that unique style yeah so speaking of unique looks and um unique designs Seth Rogen recently shared photos of a special four pack with Beach Bum Mikey, Cowboy Leo, Astronaut Raph, and um, Spock Donnie paying homage to the turtle disguises from past releases. Um, I immediately think of the sports ones. Um, so what went into that design and can we expect to see the Mutant Mayhem styled turtles do more of this going forward? Uh, well, I can tell you that those four turtles were like, oh, these are such great characters, and they based the designs on what we did back in the uh, in the 90s. Yep. So you saw those same four characters dressed as you said, Leo as the cowboy, um, <clears throat> Mikey as the beach bum, Donatello as Spock, and Raph as the astronaut. And this is a great set. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, the fans of yesterday will remember and find it very appealing. And you look at their unique looks, right? Yeah. Now, if they could get in, like, the pizza shooter, that would... <laughs> See, I was thinking, listen, like, I I love a good, like, well-timed multi-pack. Let's get the four new turtles as the Universal Monsters. Like, let's let's do that for a Halloween four-pack at, at Walmart. That's that's what we got. That's where we got to go next. Yeah, and, uh, you know, who knows? That could happen. <laughs> uh, so, you know, sticking with the uh, the idea of kind of like, you know, the, the toy culture of, of the Turtles, um, one of the best parts, of course, is the, the kind of world-building aspect uh, with vehicles and, and play sets. Uh, we've seen a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B so far. Uh, how, how did you approach those concepts of playsets and vehicles for our, uh, for Mutant Mayhem? So when it comes to vehicles, uh, the the pizza van, the pizza fire van, as we call it, I mean, we knew that was going to be in the movie. And again, you know, kudos to Seth Rogen and his crew uh, because, you know, that – 
that van has a lot of uh, a lot of elements taken from the original party van as well. So, you know, that was a no-brainer. Uh, April's scooter, yeah, obviously that wasn't from the original series, but you know, we're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's plus it up a little bit. Let's take the sidecar from the cycle that we did back in the '80s and '90s that had a a sidecar, and we'll put it on the scooter and uh, put a unique feature on it in the fact that it transforms from a sidecar or could ride from the back as well. And again, I think that, you know, a lot of the fans from yesterday will remember that and, and be able to recognize, oh, the sidecar was uh, a very popular cycle back in the day. <clears throat> and then the Ninja Kick cycle, you know, that was based just on a, a very cool inventor concept that we saw where the figure can hold on to the handlebars and you toggle the pizza slice on the back seat from side to side and the figure jumps off the seat and kicks from side to side as well. So that one, and, and look at, I mean, cycles always traditionally have done very, very well in the turtle line. I think, you know, kids, four five and six year olds, and even probably a little bit younger, definitely recognize and like motorcycles and you know you see that in the toys as well because cycles always traditionally have performed very well in the line yeah the uh the 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 modular not modular but you know the the configuration of the sidecar thing i i that i was playing with that thing for like a good hour taking photos because like oh like you put mikey over here with a little nunchuck attached to the wheel it was uh, yeah uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. Like, yeah. it's so much fun. And now, a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Chubsy Wubsy Toys. A traditional mom and pop toy store in Little Falls, New Jersey, Chubsy Wubsy Toys brings you the best new toys from the brands you love without the hassle of pounding the pavement searching for them at larger retail stores. Visit them in person at their brand new home at 101 Newark Pompton Turnpike Suite 1 in Little Falls, New Jersey, or online at chubzywubzy.com. That's C-H-U-B-Z-Z-Y-W-U-B-Z-Z-Y.com. And tell them Adventures in Collecting sent you. Rewind and press play on your VHS collection with CGC. CGC is excited to announce our newest collectible vertical, CGC Home Video. As a division dedicated to authenticating and grading your VHS collection, our experts are ready to help you encapsulate your favorite video cassettes. Don't settle for static on the screen. Submit today at cgcgrading.com. That's cgcgrading.com. Face it, shaker bottles suck. Your shakes always come out clumpy and they're a pain to clean. You're right, Dave. That's why I decided to ditch my shaker bottle for good and get myself a BlendJet 2 portable blender. It makes perfectly blended shakes in just 20 seconds. BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. 
It lasts for over 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With an array of colors, patterns, or even Disney-inspired designs to choose from, show off your personality while you're blending up something delicious on the go. What are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code AICPOD12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today to get the best deal ever. And now back to the show. Now, um, we saw the the playset as well back in in New York, and um, you know it had a couple really really neat elements to it, like a slime element. Um, is there any kind of update on that? Yeah, around? so the slime element is still incorp- included in the playset, and you know to give you a little bit of background on on the playsets. I mean, look at when we relaunched Turtles back in 2012. Uh, there weren't too many play sets in the male action aisle. And we're like, you know what? It's Ninja Turtles. And one of the key uh, <clears throat> scenes or key placements or key uh, yeah, areas in the, in the turtle world is that lair. And it's no different than the Batcave in Batman. We're like, you know what? We got to have a cool, cool turtle lair play set. And you know, we're like, all right, well, let's design something that is going to be our flagship for the line. And we're like, okay, let's, you know, we're going to build a big playset. And at the time, uh, you know, that playset was a hundred bucks. There was a lot of questions. Oh, will a consumer pay a hundred dollars for a playset, especially in the male action aisle? And uh, you know, lo and behold, yeah, definitely, because that layer playset sold really, really well. So when we were looking at designing a new place that we're like looking at, you know, the times today and inflation has uh, gone through the roof, costs have gone up. We're like, well, you know what, let's just take a step back. Instead of doing that humongous place set that in today's world would probably cost 150 bucks, you know, let's downsize it a little bit. And again, pay homage to the original sewer layer place set that we back in, did back in the day. So we obviously made it smaller, made it modular with the subway station that you can move and place wherever you want, but we loaded it with a ton of fun features. And uh, yes, uh, Ooze is still definitely a big, big part of the playset and still has the, the tube where you can pour the Ooze into and Ooze the baddies or use the Ooze ball and roll that down the tracks to take out some baddies as well. But... Yeah, and you know what? We did it all for less than $100, so very happy about that, and I think the fans appreciate that as well. Um, and, and the fact, you know, the line itself, I think we've done a good job of keeping it affordable, and look at, I mean, the core of the line is still the action figures, and, you know, if you look at the retail today, it's hard to find an action figure for less than $10, and that was our goal was, you know, really provide a lot of value 
um, you know, not only with the action figures, but include a lot of accessories as well. And which should allow kids to be able to collect deep into the line to be able to purchase action figures for less than $10. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think to, to your point, you know, and, and again, you know, not, not without, you know, th- kind of throwing anything or anybody under the bus, but like, you know, $10 for what you get in that, you know, you know, inside that blister, you know, you get the figure, you get the mm-hmm. weapons tree, you get a, a hero, you know, uh, accessory that, that has a little extra paint on it. Um, you know, plus all the articulation, you know, they, they move, they don't move like old turtles, you know, they have, you know, all the, the all the extra joints and everything. Um, you know, I, I really do think that there is a lot of value there and, you know, especially in the, uh, you know, what we saw in the playset and the, the vehicle so far, I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're again, like you're really towing that line, you know, that makes it accessible for kids and, and easy to, you know, for kind of inundated collectors <laughs> these days yeah. uh, to, you know, to add. Yeah. And that's always been like a hallmark of the line is like, you know, <clears throat> the value you get for what you're, you're paying, you know, you are getting accessories that can go across the line. You know, it, it's, it's really that, that impetus that'll get you kind of, okay. Yeah. Well, if I get more, I get more accessories. So it's really that that cool kind of that bridge to more stuff that's in the line. Yeah, and look at I mean, you know, we love including accessories because at the end of the day, it is it is a toy, it's targeting that younger kid, and you know, it's great to have an action figure, but if you have accessories that uh, you know the figure can hold and you can actually play with, um, you know, I think it just makes it that much more special. And, and I mean. To recreate, you know, their favorite scenes from whether it's the movie or the TV show. And I'm just excited too that you know a new generation of collectors gets to experience the 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 pleasure of uh, disassembling a weapons tree. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's uh, and, like I have to say, like I've opened a couple of the retro ones with my daughter and like the original weapons trees, and it's like the first time I got to do that after a while was like gave me like the the warm and fuzzies. But like mm-hmm. getting to do it on a new figure like a like new like new style new design like i literally sat there like a kid like you know hee 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 like <laughs> like yeah. opening the weapons tree it was it was so much fun i i missed that kind of stuff yeah that was always my favorite part is like okay giving characters stuff yeah like oh they've they have more stuff that they can carry not just you know katana or a bow staff or anything like that. my favorite weapons tree item so i'm not i'm admittedly i'm a donnie guy i'm not a mikey guy but my favorite weapons tree accessory came with mikey on this i love the microphone nunchucks oh (laughs) (laughs) those are hilarious and i really really hope they show up in the movie but uh very funny like i i just I, i love how goofy the turtles can be but like without it being they could be goofy without being stupid. And I love, yeah. I, like, I love that, like, you know, delineation. <laughs> also, we can't all be Mikey people, Eric. I get it. You're wrong, but I get it. <laughs> oh, we're going to put Pat on the spot with that later. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Don't you worry. Uh, Dave, I think the next one is yours, right? Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. Um, we talked about the before, you know, it was, tooling and different heads and different belts. Um, Playmates has been putting those vintage 80s and 90s tools to work. 
But with Mutant Mayhem now the focus of the line, will there continue to be retro releases? Uh, yes, yes. We have uh, retro figures lined up through 24, and uh, you know we'll see what happens going forward past 24. But yeah, there is definitely a plan in place to keep on bringing back some of those old tools. And in some cases, you know what? Those tools aren't available and we're retooling from scratch uh, those original figures. But instead of giving them, you know, new bells and whistles, we want those to retain that same look, retain that same style, retain that same feel of, you know, when they were shipped back in the, uh, back in the eighties and nineties. You know, probably if I had a guesstimate, Probably 80% of those are, everything's based on the original tools, but there are some parts of the tools that have broken or are lost. So we've had had to retool, in some cases, entire figures, but in most cases, different pieces or parts from those original characters as well. Well, That's good to know. I know a lot of people, you know, really enjoy seeing those retro figures out again, Either, either people who... Uh, you know, still have their original ones, but they are so played with that having, you know, like a new version to kind of keep nice and shiny, um, you know, and, and also, again, like just going back to all those accessories, how, how many ninja stars have, have we lost over the years, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> shurikens, right? Um, you know, how many of or, those little pieces? Or even, or Eric, even seeing like, you know, one of the things I'll never forget is, you know, your daughter, my niece, opening the that movie star pack. Oh, God, she... For, for the first time that's like seriously it's one of her you know like the the mind of a seven well at the time she got her she was six now she's you know she's almost eight but like you know the mind of a six-year-old right like play with something you know get really really into it for like a half hour and then like on to the next thing she has done that with so many things but continues to pull that that box because she uses it to store the turtles pulls it out front of the couch and dives right back in um and and every now and then i i sneak in when she's not looking and i i slip in another figure in there from from my old collection that and then she opens it she's like oh now april's in here i'm like i wonder how she got in there um yeah but uh it, it's it yeah it's really cool seeing the retro stuff and you know I'm i'm not gonna lie like when i'm cruising through walmart and target seeing you know, the uh, the storage shell turtles, you know, back on shelves again. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> these still mm-hmm. look awesome on pegs on in a retail environment, huh? Yeah, and that was one of the keys, too, was, you know, not only, you know, the figures, but the packaging, too, and trying to retain that original look, that original artwork, because, uh, you know, obviously times have changed, and a lot of that artwork didn't exist, so we had to recreate it and, you know, taking the time to recreate it so that it looked as close as possible to the original looking packaging that, uh, you know, that, you know, today's grownups remember from back in the day. Um, Very, very important as well. And the thing I I like about those two is like, they're, they're made for if you want to open them, but that's like some nice, you know, like carding on them where if you want to, you know, put them in a like a protector and put them on the wall or display them, you know, mint on card, they're they're going to stay. Like that bubble is not coming off. Yeah. Unless you want it to. Yeah, definitely. All right. So our next section here, we're gonna head into some uh follower QA. So 
Dave, uh, you know, for our for for the people that may be listening to this uh, episode for the first time, what should they do? Yeah. So they should smash that subscribe button and read the stories. View the stories. View the stories. <laughs> read the stories. We're gonna we're gonna story um, whenever we're gonna have a new episode and a guest on, and that's where we are going to ask you to ask questions um, and. You know, you can be like our four Q&As today and have your question featured um, just by following at AIC underscore podcast on the gram, as as the youths would say, and um, also on the Twitter. And um, while you're at it, smash and like the subscribe button on YouTube and hit the bell so you know when we're going to have more videos. Never gets old, gets better every time. Every, everyone give it up for if you're, if you're unless you're driving and you need both of your hands. Give it up for Dave. A little a little clap for Dave. He, he, he gets he gets, it gets better every time. Um but yes, uh so this is of course the our The fun part is I think those are all real words. I, you know, no cap, Dave. No cap. You're doing you're doing great. Um so uh, as as Dave mentioned, uh, you know this is our Q and A section. So we completely understand that the folks that we have come on the show um, get very limited time with uh, with the the general public to talk about uh, these toys. So you know we 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 understand that privilege. So we want to make sure we get some of your questions, our followers, uh, you know, uh, highlighted here. So uh, as Dave mentioned, Pat, we've got four for you today. Uh, Dave, would you like to do the first one? I would love to. Um, and we alluded <laughs> to this one before. So, at OBX Rock, Outer Banks Rock? Um, I mean, maybe. Asks, who is your favorite turtle? Who is my favorite turtle? Ah, uh, hmm. You know, I've always... Like Leonardo, because he's the leader of the group, but at the same time, uh, you know, I really like Michelangelo too. Because look at he's the the funny one, he's the jokester, and uh, you know, some of the lines that he says is uh, you know just plain fun. And I, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, like Raphael too, because. You know, he's the the strong one. He's the no nonsense, uh, fight at all costs, and and you know, fight first, ask questions later. And then you have Donatello, who is the the brains of the operation. And you know, when push comes to shove, he's the one that comes up with the plan. But at the end of the day, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo is probably my favorite turtle. All right, so we got we got th- three different picks here. Um, I, you know, I, you're, I respect you both, but you're both wrong. Um, it's, it's the answer is Donatello. So that's. <laughs> Listen, whoever was the, the genius that caused me to put sprinkles on my pizza when I was a kid. That's who's the best. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, and I guess that's the reason why I like anchovies. I, I, I just, you know, what are you going to do? Um, there's a turtle for everyone, folks. There is no best turtle. Yes. You can have your favorite, but there is no best. Uh, all right. So our your favorite is the best. <laughs> our, yes, accurate. All right. So our next one comes from a friend of the pod. I'm going to give him a shout out here at Toy Farce. If you are 
not following at Toy Farce on Instagram, please do so. Uh, he is hilarious uh, and also a super nice Frenchman. Um, so definitely follow uh, Toy Farce. And he asks, with all of the retro reissues, is there any chance we'll see the Jim Lee Turtles get a re-release? The Jim Lee Turtles. Good question. I don't believe that is in our current plans to relaunch. However, that could change. Um, And it could be that it's not in our plans because of rights issues, more so than the tools not being available. I think there would be a couple additional hurdles to cross in order to bring those back since you know, it was a kind of a, a third party creation, so to speak. But uh, I'm going to write that one down and uh, bring that up with the, the powers to be and, uh, you know, and, and check into that. But definitely, definitely a good idea. Awesome. I mean, yeah, those were some very, very unique designs. I think. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it would be interesting to see them come back. And, you know, especially, you know, Jim Lee, you know, only gets more famous as time goes on. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, great question, Toy Farce. Uh, Dave, you're up with the next one. Um, at Richie Rich 01610 asks, have you, ev- have you considered a more adult-focused line of more detailed and articulated turtles that come in at a higher price point? Yes, we have. Um, and watch out in 2024 with the, uh, the 40th anniversary of Ninja Turtles because we will be doing a couple of things that, uh, that I think uh, you know, the true pure collector will really appreciate. Ooh. And uh, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go too deep into it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely doing the turtles and um, redoing those and um, you know, giving them more of today's sculpting technology is something that we've been looking at. Awesome. That's exciting. I didn't realize that it was already the 40th yeah. anniversary. Jeez. So yeah. 40 years from the original comic book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jeez. I know. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So our, our last, uh, Q and a question here comes from at DAT figures, dat figures asks, Will the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and more specifically, Mutant Mayhem, have a retail presence in 2024? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, the so in our basic figure line, there is enough characters uh, that stretch into 2024. And there are some vehicles, too, that we will be launching that are based on vehicles from the movie that will appear in 2024. And then we'll expand a couple of segments too, specifically uh, role play um, that will have mutant mayhem look and feel that'll come together in the form of toys in 24 as well. Very cool. More, more to look forward to. Um, so, so with that, you've survived our Q and a section, Pat. So uh, you're, you're two for two. You're, you're two for two. <laughs> Um, we did it again. We did it again. Uh, but uh, before we let you go, 
Um, since you have already been a guest on the show and you've already had a chance to answer our standard uh, final question that we ask to all of our guests, uh, Dave, would you like to fulfill your role as this podcast's James Lipton and ask our alternative final question? Why, yes, I would. <laughs> since you have already been on our show before and have answered our show's final standard question, we have prepared an alternative for you. If you could form one ultimate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles team using any variants of the four turtles from Playmates history, what would it be? So, um, you know, obviously that original turtle from the 80s, 90s would be one. Uh the 2012 Turtles would be a second. Mutant Mayhem would be a third. And probably the 2003 Four Kids Turtles would be the fourth. And I think you have a good mix in there because back in 2003, that was based on Peter Laird's vision of having the TV series follow more in line with the original comic book, which was kind of dark mm-hmm. and edgy. And, uh, you know, the turtles for that kind of took on that look. Obviously, with Mutant Mayhem, yeah, they, they look a little younger, so you have that more teenage look. Um, and then the 2012 series, you know, again, I think uh, paid homage to the original classic look but at the same time had a, a cool look all of its own as well. So I think those four would be my choices. And, you know, obviously there has been movies and other TV shows, but I think those four, uh, you know, probably are nearest and dearest to my heart. Great answer. And, and you know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. this is one of those ones, Dave, where we should probably answer too. We should probably put, it, put teams together. Yeah. Do, do you want to go first yeah, or do you want me to go first? Oh, okay. Um, do you need time to think? Because yeah, I was kind of thinking thinking about this while Pat was answering. So I think I have my four. I actually think I gave you my answer. Did you really? When I first came up with the question. Okay. So you look up your answer. I'll, 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 I'll give mine. I'm going Universal Monsters. Yes, I actually do have it. You do? That's funny. Okay. I'm going, yes. I'm going Universal Monsters mashup. Um... I'm going, I am going Mutant Mayhem. Um, I'm going to go uh, the sports one. I'm going to do a sports one. Uh, and I'm going to go a 2003 Turtle as well. That's going to be my four. So I actually ha- I sent it to you down to the character, but I'll just go the lines. Okay. Um, so I have the WWE crossover. <laughs> I forgot about those. <laughs> um, but which one did you movie put? Star. Wait, which one did you put for the- Sting? Sting. Raphael Sting. Raphael Sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I kind of forgot um, about that one myself. What What were the other ones? It was Randy Savage, Ultimate yeah. Warrior, and Undertaker. Undertaker, and then John Cena as well. Oh, oh that's John right, John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was Sting. And Ultimate the Rock, Warrior. I think did the Rock too. So <laughs> yeah, there were. I think there were two series. Yes, there was. Because I think the Undertaker was one too. Yeah. 
Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't thought about these in a long. I'm I'm googling them right now. I haven't thought about these in a while. Yeah, the ones that I was thinking of were yeah, Sting, Cena, Undertaker, and Macho Man. Yeah, were the were the four mm-hmm. that I was thinking of. Wow. Yeah, those are awesome. Uh, All right, sorry, I cut you off. The movie star, Mo- movie star, mm-hmm. um, original. Got to go with my first ones, and um, Mutant Mayhem. And I had Donatello as my uh, Mutant Mayhem. Um, Michelangelo as my movie star and Leo as my OG. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I uh, love those, the movie star ones with the, the like rubbery. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And like, it was one of those things where I was like, Oh cool. Like I've wanted these. <laughs> it, it feels like the, if it feels like the costume looks like it would feel on the screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But they were from uh, secret of the use. Yes. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Um, Pat, so so with that, before you know, before we say good evening, um, you know, just uh, remind our listeners where can they find out the the latest news on Playmate, Playmates Toys. Where can they follow on uh, on social media? Uh, well, definitely follow Playmates Toys on social media on our Facebook as well as Instagram, and we are revamping our website as well, giving it a new look and feel. That's obviously Ninja Turtles will be based on that Mutant Mayhem look. And uh, hopefully that will be done uh, no later than uh, mid-July. So, you know, we'll have all the latest toys and introductions there as well. Um, And, uh, you know, obviously I hope the fans continue listening to you guys and your podcasts and, you know, we'll feed you information as soon as we get it. Um, and I know there's another event called Sweet Sweet that's coming up <clears throat> that will happen in New York, and we'll, we'll, we will be there for that as well. And then uh, shortly, you know, gosh, I mean, you know, with Toy Fair moving to September this year, uh, we'll have a booth at Toy Fair too. Awesome. And that will have the latest and greatest on Ninja Turtles and what's new in the Ninja Turtle world will be featured at Toy Fair as well. And and we we should be we will definitely be at Sweet Sweet and we should be at Toy mm-hmm. Fair as as well. So we'll we'll yeah. we'll be sure to see you guys there. Uh with that, Dave, I think the uh the only thing uh left to do is to send everybody home. Yeah, uh Turtle Power. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out with us today. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, and then tell your friends to do it. Thanks also to Joe Azari, the golden voice behind our intro. Our music is Game Boy Horror by the Zombie Dandies. Find more about them both in our show notes. Follow us on social media at AIC underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Stop by and say hi. Show us your toy hauls and share your toy stories. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode. Don't try this at home. Voidware prohibited and some assembly required. Each sold separately, not a flying toy. Consult a physician if your toy run exceeds more than four hours. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.